Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. You will win this game. Yes. If you hit somebody in the mouth, we're going to get physical. We're going to get ugly right now. Olin Krutz. If the guy didn't want to fight me at some point during the game, I am not playing hard enough. 14-year NFL veteran. I know if Owen's speaking, it's going to be the truth. It's going to be what he sees, and it's probably going to be right. Six-time Pro Bowler and four-time NFL All-Pro. Yeah, I thought Brexton did a good job. He spent a lot of time with Olin this offseason just working on his anchor, and I thought you saw improvements there. I do believe he's a starting left tackle. Football analyst for 670 The Score. This is what I would tell Braxton Jones. As, as everyone knows, I know him. Uh, Ryan Pose uh, mentioned it yesterday that I worked with him uh, in the offseason, and I did, right? And uh, a little better press conference for me than, than I did when George McCaffrey called me a liar. <laughs> we thought so, so too. Yeah, that was nice. That was progress. Yeah, I improved. Uh, I got better over the last <laughs> two or three years. Uh, Take just about anything that Olin says with a grain of salt. Olin Krutz with Parkinson Spiegel on 670 <laughs> The Score. How we like to introduce our guests. Take what they say with a grain of salt. What's up, Olin? What's up, guys? How's it going? Oh, it's good to hear your voice, sir. How you been? How's everything? I've been good. I've been good. Everything's good uh, in the middle of, um, you know, my daughters play club volleyball. So we're in the middle of that season. It's insanity. So just uh, flying different places. And of course, when you play club volleyball, you can't play two or three games. You got to play nine, right? You got to stay there for three days. Oh, you don't know who the best team is, I guess. So just dealing with that. <laughs> well, it's very kind of you to uh, take some time away from your volleyball schedule. Yes. And, and, yes. and join this because we figured, Owen, that nobody is debating the quarterback situation, you know? So we just, <laughs> we just wanted to be the first. And we thought, you know, late February was the perfect time to wade into these waters and have mm-hmm. this town hall. Um, but we haven't heard Olin in terms of this mm-hmm. debate very much. I, I, I know. And yep. I know that you're not a college tape draft, Nick, and you're not going to have watched mm-hmm. every snap and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. But as you sit right here, how do you feel about the state of the Bears and this offseason and the, uh, the fork in the road moment that's coming for Ryan Poles? Yeah, uh, like you guys said, everywhere you go, uh, people ask me that question. What would you do at quarterback? And, and, and I think the really – it's such a good argument because you can make arguments on both sides, which leads you to believe that the information that we all need to really make that decision, is the information that only Ryan Poles can get. And by that, I mean, guys, Justin Fields did end the year playing a lot better football than we've seen him play. Right. And, and it, we all know this question, Marshall. It's not only the pocket presence, which I've heard you guys talking about. It's not only getting the ball out on time. It's not only not seeing the blitz sometimes. It's the fact that can you stay healthy playing the brand of ball that he needs to play to win football games, right? So that's that's the thing when you look at Justin Fields, you think, okay, can he do all of that? But at the end of the year, 
you got to admit he did impress and he did play better and he had better wide receivers around him. His offensive line played a little better and he had a decent running game. So he looked better and going through the years, everything everybody says about his side of argument, uh, the offensive coordinators, the fact that they basically, you know, uh, cut all the good players off their team, didn't spend any money to put talent around them. That's all true. Those are all true things. The things I need to know, guys, is from Luke Getze. I need to ask Luke Getze, Luke, what? how much of your playbook did you have to cut out for Justin Fields? What plays did you feel like you could call uh, that you didn't call? And then they got rid of Luke Getze. So right there, they're telling you what? That Justin Fields wasn't the problem, that they thought their offensive coordinator was the problem, that he didn't adjust. So now I'm confused when I watch film. I'm thinking to myself, okay, is this Luke Getze or is this that Justin Fields can't run his plays? And then Caleb Williams, guys, when you watch him on film, man, his quarterback is dynamic, right? He's athletic. He throws the ball well. He gets the ball out. He also has some pocket presence problems where he takes sacks, as most young quarterbacks do, against Notre Dame. Notre Dame kept him in the pocket and, and, and quote, unquote, made him play quarterback, right? And, and, and Notre Dame got to him, made him throw three turnovers, and he had a bad game and didn't finish the season strong. And I got to go ask Lincoln Riley. Lincoln, man, I mean, do you – what is your play calls? Is it just one-word play calls like it is in college? How many reads does this guy make? Does he redirect his line? Does he tell the line where the blitz is coming from? I did watch one film where I thought he did point out the blitz, but you guys see where I'm going with this. The decision is so close about, about whether it's Justin Fields and Caleb Williams. It's part of the reason I haven't said anything because if you don't pick a side, uh, it, it doesn't move the needle. I don't know if I can pick a side, guys, without the information I need when it's that close to decide which quarterback I should take for the Chicago Bears. Listen, that is obviously very well-reasoned, and it has no place in sports talk radio. <laughs> I know. That's uh, why I haven't called in. <laughs> no, I, I know. I know. Uh, but I, I do want to hear a little bit more about what you've seen from Caleb, because everybody has watched Justin, and mm -hmm. I do think that a huge percentage of our audience watched that Notre Dame game because mm -hmm. it was, you know, 6.30 Central and his other games are 9, 9.30 p.m. And, and all of that. So, like, I think a lot of Bears fans saw the worst of Caleb Williams. What else did you see beyond that game? Well, I, I see a guy who's the number one pick in the NFL draft, Daniel, right? And, and by that, I mean you see a guy with all the tools, right? He has everything you need to be a really good quarterback in the NFL. We've seen that a lot through the years and through the drafts in NFL drafts. But – when you turn around, when you turn on this guy's film in college, uh, you take away, all, you take out all the other things, all the other talk. You take out the crying in his mom's arms, right? You take that away. You just watch his film. You just watch the throws he makes. You just watch him make people look silly with his athleticism. You watch the things he does with the football, right? It, it's funny to me after Notre Dame game, we say, well, he played bad. I think he put like fifty on Washington or something like that. Like uh, the, the kid does amazing things with the football, and he's a better passer than Justin Fields. I don't think anybody would argue that. I think you turn the film on and you see that immediately. So uh, we all see what everybody has been seeing, right? He's an elite quarterback. He has elite talent. He has elite traits. That's exactly what you see, Danny, when you turn the film on. I don't think anybody can argue that with you. If you're arguing against Caleb Williams, you're not arguing those points against him. You cannot. You cannot watch this young man's film and not say that he has all the tools that he needs to be elite in the NFL at quarterback. Olin, we watched every Justin game this year with tremendous detail. The season began and ended with games against the Packers where Jordan Love was far, far better. And mm -hmm. obviously there's a lot of different 
um, bits of context that have to be added as we talk about Justin. But let's talk about those last seven games when we got the best measuring ground yet for Justin, mm-hmm. right? A, a defense that had come along, um, a, a, an offensive line that was improved, as you had told us, and and everything. Those last seven games, he had a 61% completion percentage, 1,300 yards passing, five touchdowns, passing three interceptions three more rushing touchdowns 20 sacks six fumbles overall it was an 82.2 rating the team went four and three um two and two against the division if we just think about those seven games is that good enough for a quarterback going into year four no you have to look at the whole picture right and and by that i mean you have to be fair and look at everything so you just don't look at seven games because seven games is not 17 Right. And, and a lot of people talk about all these things about Justin Fields, guys. My biggest worry is can he stay healthy playing the style of football he needs to play to win football games? That's my biggest worry when I watch Justin Fields, because we know he has to use his legs, be dynamic, which he is. He gets out there on the run. I don't think uh, since Devin Hester, congratulations to him to making the Hall of Fame. Since Devin Hester, we've had a guy this dynamic that actually makes you turn your TV on. Like, man, Justin Fields is playing. Let's go watch him play. Uh, two of those games against the Lions, obviously. His numbers against the Lions are astronomical. He always plays good against the Detroit Lions, right? And, and, and as those games against the teams that were good on defense, they weren't that great, right? He didn't play that great against those teams. So uh, those what you worry about, the Green Bay Packers and the Cleveland Browns are two teams that come to mind right away, right? We need plays at the end of the game uh, against the Browns, and we don't get them. Those are the knocks against Justin Fields, even against the first Detroit Lions game. And look, we, we can blame all the things we want to blame. The wide receiver dropping the ball. It just keeps happening. So you have to take everything into account. You got to look at Taylor Williams and what he provides. You got to look at what, what, what the team provides and make the best decision for the Chicago Bears, which is what Ryan Pose is going through right now. You said on the show months ago, and I think you were saying it more as kind of like everything the Bears have tried before hasn't worked, so maybe try something unconventional. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's possible. I think Justin is too popular. I think he's too valuable of a trade asset. I think Caleb is too valuable of a trade asset, and you would be diminishing both assets if you kept them both here, and I think it would be really complicated in the locker room. But Mm -hmm. I know you know this, Owen. I've never been in the NFL as a player. Uh, No. Do you think – okay, that was a little quick. That was a little quick. Uh, Do do you think it is at all possible – that Justin Fields and Caleb Williams could both be on the Bears next year. And I've never been a debate champ at Thank New Trier, so we're even. Yeah. <laughs> and they I, are I do equally as lucrative. <laughs> no, <they're, laughs> yes, they are. Uh, uh, um, I, I do think it's possible. I think when, when logic doesn't work, you got to look at everything, man. And I know logic says don't do that. Don't put these two guys in the same locker room. But uh, 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 with, with the picks they have, with what the Bears have going right now, why not? Why not take a chance and look at both quarterbacks? I understand what you're saying. Uh, that is the way to do it. That that when you when you look at it the right way, say okay, let's do it this way. But uh, why not put them both in there and let them battle it out and see what comes of it? That 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 to me is just um, it's outside of the box. But with the with the Chicago Bears uh, quarterback situation over the years and how they've tried to handle it and how it's worked, why not think outside of the box? Why not put as much talent in that room as you can? And let it shake up. How do you deal with that? If they were to try and do that, what kind of approach does the coaching staff need to take with the two of them and with the whole team from the get-go to make it work? 
Yeah, you, you just got to be as honest as possible and play the best player, right? And, and let them just battle it out, put them on the field. Uh, you just always, uh, communication is key. You got to have a good communicator in there. Coach Eberflus would have to do a great job uh, talking to both, uh, both, both quarterbacks. Shane Waldron would have to do a great job talking to both quarterbacks, guiding them, letting them know exactly where they stand with the organizations, with the Chicago Bears. And, and when, when one guy steps ahead or you think you found your guy, then maybe you can move on from the other guy. I know they say we've got diminishing returns there at some point, but this league always need quarter, needs quarterbacks. If you have two good ones, somebody will always take them off your hands. So so what was it like with Rex and Kyle? You know, what was it like with two quarterbacks that a team had to choose? You know, did people choose to be behind one and not the other? Like, how did you guys come together in a moment like that? Now, remember now with Rex, uh, he was the starting quarterback when we had drafted Kyle in the fifth round, right? I think Rex was drafted in 2003. Uh, Michael Haynes was the first pick. And then it was Rex Grossman got taken after the ninth. Actually, I think in 2003, Cordell Stewart was the starting quarterback. Mm -hmm. um, so in 2005, Rex Grossman goes into that year after that 2004 year where it was Hutchison, Krenzel, Quinn, and, and Rex. And Rex got hurt that year. Uh he comes into the season starting and remember he got hurt again. Right. So man, there was no some scarring names, man. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, you didn't snap to them. Trust me. I know. Um, yeah. I was, I was debating about them. Has anybody ever done more with less? Anyway, um, <laughs> listen, that, 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 so that, that was really wasn't there speaks. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. In 2006, in 2005, I think Grossman comes off the bench, a uh, bench late in the season against Atlanta in that game. And 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 then he's a starter. He's a starter going into 2006. Has a good year. And then I think in 2007 they replaced him. But um, it, it's the same, right? It's like you know in the locker room who should be playing. You know who the better quarterback is. You know who's playing better at that time. And you know when a guy has maybe checked out and, and he's not putting as much work as he needs to put in. And that's when the coaches have to make that decision. And then the only way to lose the locker room is if you let a guy keep doing things or keep playing when he shouldn't be playing, right? Because NFL players, guys, you get paid. Guys get paid when you win, right? We don't get paid for friendships. Uh, we don't get paid to all get along in the locker room. We get paid to win games. We get paid to play good football. If that's happening on the football field, if the team is moving in the right direction, who is setting the culture in the locker room? Who are the guys? You know, I don't know, Montez Sweat, uh, the older football players, the guys who, who can get guys going, it's kind of like when you talk about the San Francisco 49ers or Philadelphia Eagles, everybody always seems to mention, man, they build this super team around these quarterbacks. They forget that the super team, these guys are in like their 10th, 11th, and 12th year. It took them that long to get to the point where these older guys, these older linemen can lead the culture in the locker room and get the team moving in the direction no matter who the quarterback is. Olin, as a flag football center, I've oh, been here a, we go. I've, yes. I, I've yes. been uh, I've been offended at the way they've dealt with the center position. I can't mm -hmm. imagine how you have felt uh, over <laughs> yeah, <laughs> over the last three years. Um, and but tell people if it can work. Do they need mm -hmm. a free agent center? Do they need a veteran center? Or could they have a rookie center with a rookie quarterback? In your much more professional opinion? Yeah. It. it, it it literally is, is a great question. Here's the thing. The Bears, has it ever been? People say, well, I don't know if it's ever been done. Well, has has any team ever taken a center and a quarterback in the first round? Right? They're all high quality. A kid from Oregon is a very, very good football player, guys, man. He plays on a high level. Uh, I know everyone's excited about him. 
Uh, he could probably make the calls. There's a reason guys get first-round grades, right? They're just different than the guys in their class. So can it be done? It always depends on the player. Has it ever been done? No. Does, does a veteran center give you, make you a little more comfortable with his calls, with the way he's directing the line, get everybody moving in the right direction, pointing out the blitz, redirecting blocking schemes? Yes, he does make you a little more comfortable. Uh, he does help out a young quarterback. But, but that doesn't mean a young center can't do it if you have veteran guards around him and, and veteran offensive linemen and guys who all been together. Remember, you would put a center in the middle of an offensive line that's all played already, right? And it would co-commit too. Uh, you would have a, a tight end. So you would have a lot of guys who've all played together already. Now, here's the thing is you got a new scheme, right? You got a new offensive coordinator, but a young center, an elite center, uh, uh, Speaks, could do it. Uh, I'm not saying you take a guy in a, a third round, a guy like me, a bum. You don't take a third round. Center, but you can't take a first round. Do you have a center in free agency or the draft that if you were running things, if you were Ryan Poles, that you would say this is the guy? Well, I, obviously I've seen some film on the Oregon kid, and, and I got to look look for his name, Jackson Powers, but um, he's very good, right? He he is a, he's a very good center. He's athletic. He gets on a second level. He makes game-changing blocks. He can handle himself at the pivot. By that, I mean he can handle himself in the middle against big nose guards. He doesn't get pushed back. Uh, uh, he keeps the pocket clean for the quarterback. I really, really like his game. I can't say I've looked at a ton of guys. I know Brian Allen, a guy I know well. Uh, the, the Rams just released him. I know the um, the Chicago Bears offered him a contract a few years back. Ryan Pose did and wanted him here. Uh, he's had some injury issues. You'd obviously have to put some kind of protection for the team in there uh, for his injuries. He's a good center when healthy. If he can get himself moving in the right direction, he would be the exact kind of guy in Coach Morgan's scheme, and that's why they went after him. With his athleticism, uh, with the way he can point out calls, and he is a veteran, he's the kind of guy you want. The problem is, I know there's a guy from the Miami Dolphins also. The problem is a lot of these guys coming in with injuries, right, coming off of injuries. Can they stay healthy? Uh, can you take a good young center to learn from them? And, and, and he's your valuable backup. You just never, never know uh, when you're looking at these guys. But I, I got to be honest with you, when you're talking about the draft, when you talk about free agency, it reminds me of my fisheries one-on-one course in college. A lot more than I bargained for when you look at all the information, so I don't do it. Oh, okay. No, so, that, that works. Sorry about fisheries, man. That must have Man, you didn't know a mollusk had so many names, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about Connor Williams, who had the torn yeah. ACL in week 14. That's the Dolphins yep. guy. Any of these mm -hmm. other guys? Andre James, the former Raider. Lloyd Cushenberry mm -hmm. of the Broncos. Aaron Brewer of the Titans. Like yeah, Aaron Brewer is a good football player. I, I like Aaron Brewer. I've watched some of his film. I think he would match in Coach Morgan's scheme. He's a name to look for. He's blocked in this outside zone down there in Tennessee for a while. He does a nice job reaching guys. He's the kind of guy that you think Coach Morgan, with their outside zone scheme, he's the kind of guy to go after. Really like his game. I think he's a good football player. He's a good young center, and he'd be matched up with Nate Davis again. I think they know each other. So Aaron Brewer, if, if I think if they'd go after a veteran uh, NFL free agent center, I think he'd probably be the guy. It's good stuff here with uh, with Olin Krutz at the Parkinson Spiegel QB1 Town Hall. What do you think it would be like for you to watch the Bears have a great offense and a great quarterback? It'd be awesome, right? It, it would be fun to watch. And, and like you guys know, um, I enjoy the analyst work. I, I enjoy watching the Chicago Bears. And I enjoy breaking down the film. Uh, they had a good team, which we only had to experience in 2018 since I've been doing this kind of work. Uh, if they got to the playoffs, started winning games, had a dynamic offense, you got to talk about that in pregame and postgame shows and 
matchups and coaching matchups and excited who they're going against that defense and how they match up with DJ Moore and Cole Komet and, uh, you know, the quarterback who's playing great, great football in the running game and what they're going to do against that defense. Uh, man, that would be exciting, right? That would be exciting for all of us who cover this team in this town and, and as their former Chicago Bear, uh, waiting for them to do good, wanting to do good, uh, wanting to play good football and, and, and get in a playoff game, man. And we, I, you know, I live here. My kids grow up here. Like you guys know, my two boys at University of Illinois, they're huge Bears fans. All my kids are Bears fans. Love to see a playoff game in Chicago. And, and you know, and, and I hear you talk about a lot, Danny, with that quarterback like Mahomes. There's only one of him. Well, there's only one of him with Andy Reid, right? I, I always tell people, you know what's more rare than an elite quarterback, an elite play caller, right? They're, they're, they'll find those guys are almost impossible. So to match them both up is where you get the magic. But uh, if you got to watch a good offense, put up points, I mean, imagine, you know, expecting 28 points at Soldier Field. That'd be crazy, right? I mean, I think the last time was uh, Coach Tressman's first year with Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall, and that offense was humming, but I think Jay actually got hurt. Uh, uh, so it, it was – it's just that that would be uh, what we're all waiting for and what we're all hoping for comes out of all these picks where we have the first pick in the draft two years in a row now. All right, so I know we – I'm not sure when we're going to be able to talk to you next. So um, we know quarterback. We know center. What would Olin Krutz say is the next biggest priority to upgrade this offseason? I, I think you have to take an offensive lineman. I think I think you have to stack that offensive line wow. for whoever plays quarterback, right? I think you have to get yourself an elite offensive lineman. We've talked about it for years. Uh, I hate to do that to talk radio because if we get a good offensive line, I don't know what you guys would talk about uh, all year long. <laughs> But but I but, so, that, but that that's, is. is that left tackle? Is that the only spot? It, it, well, you know, if, if that is, if Alt is there or um, the Penn State kid, that I think you do take them, right? And you, you let them battle it out. Wow. And, and you put uh, all these guys out there on the field, and it's just it's just been so many years now where we're looking for you know guard. Is Tev, can Tevin Jenkins stay healthy? Right? Like that. That's, can Nate Davis play every game? Are, are we looking for an elite guard? Right? Are we trading back? Looking for a guard there, maybe, at, at number nine. I don't know, right? I don't expect all or the Penn State guy to be there at number nine. They might be, but if not, if we trade back, we can get a guard, right, another playmaker. But, uh, you know, a wide receiver or offensive line, make those make those two positions, guys, that we have been waiting for years, right, for those positions to be elite. The, the, the uh, history keeps repeating itself with the Chicago Bears, right? Our offense sucks. Our offense sucks. Our offense sucks. Uh, let's sign a dynamic defensive end. Right, it's just it's over, and over, it's over and over again. Right, we got to fix our offense. Okay, let's let's sign a, a, a defensive guy to be head coach. Right, and he's he's gonna go after Montez Sweat. Whether it's uh, Montez Sweat or it's Julius Peppers, congratulations to him making the Hall of Fame. Right, but if it's one of those two guys, we seem to always be flooding that defense with talent and forgetting about the offense. Uh, last thing, Olin, real quick. Uh, anything interest you about the offensive coaching staff, or really the overall coaching staff? They announced the final names today mm -hmm. to go along with Chris Morgan on the offensive line. It's interesting mm -hmm. to see Kenny Norton the third is a defensive quality control. Must be nice. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, <laughs> any, anything grab you about the mix of coaches on this staff now? Yeah, just, just you know, Shane Waldron is going to interest me as we go here, right? Because I don't know. Uh, when I watch his film, how different him and Luke Getze is. I remember they were looking at the end of the year. The big word was, can he adjust, right? Can't We didn't think Coach Getze could adjust, adjust well enough. 
So what does Shane Waldron do there? Like we just talked about, uh, elite offensive play callers are hard to find, right? Uh, was was it was it Shane Waldron down there in Seattle? Or was it the fact that Geno Smith uh, got to hang around Peyton Manning and Phillip Rivers for a couple of years and learn how to play quarterback? So did he develop Geno Smith? Did he get him going in the right direction, or did Geno Smith learn from Peyton? Uh, for, um, not Peyton Manning, I'm sorry, Eli Manning mm-hmm. and Phillip Rivers. And so those are just things that that I'm, I'm very interested in when I look at this coaching staff. I, I got to be honest with you, don't know a whole lot about a lot of the names. Try to look at the guys they signed. Uh, are there any guys with college backgrounds there, right? If they're going to, if they keep Justin Fields, you would think it would be more guys with college backgrounds, right? More guys who knew how to uh, run the quarterback, the offense where the quarterback is running the ball and design that kind of scheme. Uh, you don't see that on the staff too much. Everyone give it up for Olin Krutz. The best. <laughs> Olin, you make us smarter and better. Enjoy volleyball. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Olin. That is the great Olin Krutz. Aaron Brewer is kind of an incredible success story, an undrafted kid who turned into the starting center in Tennessee and as he mentioned Nate Davis ought to be able to tell you a hell of a lot about Aaron Brewer yeah that's a name to file away and if said shockingly take a tackle (laughs) take an offensive lineman if you don't get it if you can't get one of the tackles trade down take a guard guard. (laughs) yeah yeah so he wants more offensive line reinforcements uh not surprisingly we've got more people who still want to weigh in uh, and we have a piece of audio from Justin Fields. Man, we have this some undecided. It's a key data point. Yeah, we're going to end the show with it. It's new. It just came out today. We think it might shift some of the undecided. So we'll be ending the show with that. But we hear from you next. It's the QB1 Town Hall. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back live from the Blue Cross Blue Shield Performance Stage with more of the QB1 Town Hall broadcast with the Parkinson Spiegel Show on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Very fine people on both sides. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you to everyone who came out to the Blue Cross Blue Shield performance stage for the Parkins and Spiegel QB1 Town Hall. I agree with that, don't you? There's been fine people on the, the K-Libertarian side and the Just Independent side, even the QB1 Decideds. Yeah, in, the, in this context, I agree with that statement. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was weird that you endorsed Trump earlier on. You guys remember that? When Danny endorsed Trump? I mean, it was so weird. Now you're just lying. <laughs> um, Shane. <laughs> no, I don't normally go to you to class up and get us back on track. We got a lot of points left to be made. <laughs> yeah, uh, can uh, we? Let's let's hear from the audience. Give me a pro Caleb first. Any a left? lot of hands went down. 
A lot of hands went down. We got one over here. All right. A K-Libertarian. What's your name, sir? Jason. Jason, what's up, yeah. man? So that was a good Trump, by the way. So um, <laughs> but He's kind of doing Shane Gillis doing Trump, but go on. It still works. Um, so, yeah, I just uh, – we talk about generational talents and, and the opportunity we have now with – we've watched Pat Mahomes do what it takes to win over and over again. And it doesn't bother me that we missed out on that opportunity, being it was a 20, you know, hindsight's 2020. But it, it just recently dawned that we could have had that opportunity, and we have it now. Um, I trust Ryan Poles. Um, it's like he's a batter who's seen two balls at the plate, and you just got to – the strike's coming, so it's time to swing. So we just got to take this opportunity and uh, go ahead and get his guy. It, it's the right thing to do as a GM. You know, you haven't, we haven't brought that up, and you said it like right after the season, and I think it's right. Like Ryan Poles has done a lot to earn our trust, and he hasn't picked a quarterback yet. So if he's going to do the deep dive and decide on a guy, I, I'm inclined to think, uh, well, let's give it a shot. And he was the director of college scouting when they fell in love with Mahomes and traded up from 27 to 10 to take him in front of Deshaun Watson. So he has been in the room that made the most consequential draft pick since Tom Brady. Who's the next person, Shane, in the Pro Justin town hall audience? Should be everybody. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of Pro Justin in the house. Go ahead, sir. Hey, guys. John. Hey, John. Um, I'll kind of just echo what everybody else said. The, you know, just independence before me spoke very eloquently. So I would make the same arguments. But also, if we go with Justin, which I want to do, there's no saying that one or two years down the line, we can't just be John Lynch in 2017. We can't be the Bears um, or the Bears in 2017, John Lynch 2021. Trade back up. Go get your guy if Justin didn't work. We're going to have a lot of picks. We're going to have like, draft capital. So why do we have to just you know, take the leap now? So for me, you don't know that that prospect will be there and – the Bears, I mean, they won seven games last year. If they trade the rights to Caleb and build around Justin, who's good, and add a bunch of things, they're going to be a 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-win team. Like, you're going to have to trade a ton to move up if you decide that Justin isn't the guy. So you'd be giving up years of assets to get one guy as opposed to now just use one asset that wasn't even yours. Like, it's one pick for one player as opposed to – needing to trade up. To me, that's that's the biggest reason. It's gift-wrapped, man. It, 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 you nailed it with the trade to Carolina, and it turned out better than you ever could have imagined, and now it's just handed to you. Carolina had five games that were three-point games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like It easily could have been yes. the fifth pick. You know, just they go three and two in those games instead of 0-5. Just easily. It'd be, a, it'd be a much tougher decision, even if it was the number two pick. It'd be a much tougher decision. This, this, is, this is different. Go ahead, sir. Patrick from Gage Park. Okay, so I wanted to follow up on correct Paul's question. Uh, Danny, you said... Paul correct. Call Paul correct. correct. Sorry. Thanks for correcting me. Uh, Paul would have done it if we did. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Shane says he sucks. Go so, on. Danny, you said um, Houston would hang up the phone if we were to offer Tyreek Stevenson, Darnell Hall. Darnell Wright, yeah. Darnell Wright, DJ Moore, and... Uh, the ninth pick the for CJ Stroud. Now, what if we switch it from the ninth pick to the first pick? Do you think they would um, hang up the phone? And then... Um, oh, that's a good question. What do you say about Caleb not being able to overcome losing five out of his last six games? Um, would that not worry you? And then for Fields backers... Um, 
where's the improvement any more than gradual? Um, I, I want to be convinced one way or the other. Fields completion percentage went from 58.9 first season, 60.4, 61.4. The improvement is pretty gradual. Um, touchdown to interception ratio to, uh, from 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions in 22 to 16 touchdowns and nine interceptions in 23. Um, I just want to be convinced one way or the other. <laughs> well, we, we, listen, we've been trying for the last few hours. Um, the, the losses in college, personally, don't matter to me. Like, the results of the game. Like, that, like, because we know about the talent around him, he was an underdog to Oregon. He was an underdog to Utah. He was an underdog to Washington. Like, they had better teams than Caleb had. And you can go back and you can look at Justin Fields against, um, what was it? Uh, Indiana, Northwestern. Northwestern or Indiana and, like, games where he struggled. Or you can go back and look at Patrick Mahomes and a game against Iowa State where he really struggled, like, the year before they were drafted. And, like, you, we, can, we can find bad data points from guys in college. So the losses don't matter. If you called Houston and offered the draft rights to Caleb Williams and all of those things, I don't think they'd hang up the phone. I think that they would, like, put you on hold and be like, I can't believe what they're offering us, and they'd have a long conversation. Uh, they probably still wouldn't trade C.J. Stroud, I don't think, because they think C.J. Stroud can win an MVP, and he's on a rookie contract, and obviously there's a chance that Caleb is not going to be that good. But it just, uh, but that would, they wouldn't hang up the phone uh, to, to answer your question. Like, like I said, they would before. In terms of the convincing, I those last seven games, I gave the numbers to Olin, and he wasn't convinced. I was convinced, because, it, it and it culminated with the seventh data point of the seven, which was the Packers game. He wasn't good enough. It, he absolutely wasn't. I mean, and, and that's that that start thirty eight with as good a team and setup as he's possibly had. So over those seven games, I got fully convinced. I needed to see whether he was good enough, and I did not. Yeah, I don't love the idea of signing up for. It's pretty unlikely that he's going to be better than Jordan Love. That's what Justin is right now. It's pretty unlikely that he's going to be better than Jordan Love. It's possible, but it's unlikely. I'd rather take the swing at the guy who could be better. I agree. Uh, go ahead, sir. Hey, Scott from Elgin. Uh, hypothetical for you guys. I'm undecided on this. You trade fields. You get draft choice. You bring in Williams. The Bears do worse than what they did this year. Uberfalus is gone. Uberfalus, I yeah. like that. <laughs> or then what happens then? Because if you hire a new head coach... Here goes rotation again for offensive coordinators, defensive yeah. coordinators. I mean, frustrating, yeah. frustrating and concerning. But if he's good enough, it won't matter. Yeah, and that that's that's exactly right. I mean, if if they are really bad this year, a lot of things are going to have to have gone wrong. And so it kind of depends how they're bad. Like, are they bad because it looks like, because he has a rookie year like David Carr, where he takes more sacks than anybody ever, and you know. It's because of Caleb, or are they bad because of defensive injuries, or are they bad because, like a year the Chargers missed the playoffs with Anthony Lynn, where they missed, they they lost like five or six one-score games. They had a kicker who missed a bunch of kicks, and they had a bunch of injuries and bad clock management from their coach. You know, there's a there's a lot of ways. It 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 would depend how they look bad. I think in terms of how big the panic level would be yeah. around Caleb Williams. You know, Texter earlier asked a question, and I answered it to him, but he's like, "All right, so what if they?" added a, a great second wide receiver and an edge rusher and a good center. Um, are they more likely a playoff team next year with Caleb Williams or Justin Fields? I think it's a great question. And I think the answer is probably Justin. But this is about more than next year. 
it, it, it's, it, I'm willing to take a potential competitive step back it, for the better quarterback. And it may not be the case. It might be a C.J. Stroud thing or a Russell Wilson as a rookie with the Legion of Boom thing where you're really good with the rookie. But if they take a little bit of a competitive step back, but they obviously have the better quarterback, you're talking about a decade. You're talking about some of the things we've been, we've been saying. So from a global perspective, I'm willing to risk that you might not be as good with Caleb versus Fields for one year. I'm willing to risk that, and I bet they will be too. Who's next? Oh, Brian from Sugar Grove. Uh, first of all, thanks for doing this, guys. Listening to the score and particularly your show has gotten me through some dark times. So thank you, guys. Thank um, you, Brian. Hey, Brian, that is the absolute best purpose we could have. Yeah. So thank you. You That's guys, Shane one. and Tanny, all of you, you guys are awesome. So thanks, thank Brian. You. Um, I'm undecided, and I think the way we should decide is fly Caleb Williams and we'll take him and Fields out to the I-88 corridor at the oh. Top Golf. Oh, that go over there. And yeah. we'll just let him duke it out. Maybe hit some golf balls, but. Did you, you know, see? I don't beating. hate this guy. This Did is you a great see that idea. there was you know? a, there was a shooting there the other day, and apparently there's been a lot of shootings there. Did you guys see yeah. that? I did not see ah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I kind of blame yeah. us for for that. We're drawing all the attention. We drew a lot of attention. I'm sure, but you know, <laughs> attendance has gone up. It's yeah. gotten volatile over there. That's an interesting thing. Like, don't let it be about the quarterback play. Let it be about the golf. <laughs> We've tried everything else. Sure. Why not? Good call, Brian. Comment. You're uh, live. Hey, guys. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Nick from uh, Morton Grove. Uh, hey, ultimately, the way that I kind of view this is I can't say I'm anti an individual. Caleb Williams looks awesome. Justin Fields, everybody here had a, had a jaw on the floor at one point watching him with the ball in his hands. We're all going to be sad Bears fans for a very long time, generally speaking. We've been at how many people here have been present, alive, and aware of the Bears winning a Super Bowl? Yeah. It's a sad, sad group of hands. Yeah. So I'm selfish. I just, yeah, I do. I mean, again, I'm with him. Yeah. (laughs) But without that Super Bowl, I don't think Danny Parkins is born. Remember. Keep it coming. Land the plane. So I want just a Super Bowl. I can't dream of two, three, four Super Bowls. Uh huh. When we don't have one, and I think the fastest and most efficient route to getting there is retaining Justin Fields. <sighs> I know. It's, I'm not happy. I'm a Bears fan. <laughs> I'm not happy, ever. That's the end of the sentence. You know what it reminds me of? But it's keeping of? Justin that's sure. going to get you there fastest, I think. It reminds me so much of Cub fans who for years would say, we're not that far away. We're not that far away. What you needed was somebody to strip it all down and teach the entire organization how to do it, and Theo Epstein got you a World Series win. But every year going, we're not that far away, that's not the ticket to sustained success, man. I'd rather have sustained success and get into those playoffs time after time after time. I, yeah, I, I think so, too, because I think that that's – if Justin became a great uh, pocket passer – then maybe I could sign off on it. But there is a shelf life to the athleticism. Like, if you, like, how long is he going to be able to run a 4-4-40 and have 1,000 rushing yards per season? Is it five years? Five more years? Maybe. That maybe. Maybe, right? I but mean, his guy, his, his guy his, one of his favorite guys is Cam Newton. And, and I loved Cam Newton. And Cam was more than just a runner. But once the running was gone, Cam couldn't be the complete player. And didn't do anything after he was 29. You know, so that there is a risk. Like, if Justin had shown the Lamar 36 touchdowns, six interceptions in his second year thing, we're not having this discussion. 
but he just hasn't. So I think that is why you take the shot at the better quarterback. We got one more over here. Go ahead, sir. Uh, Pete from Hoffman Estates. Thank you, Pete. Um, question. Poles seems to be a big character guy, right? We, we saw the, the Jalen Carter stuff go down last year, and he even traded back again to kind of either avoid that or, or pick up other assets. You talk about them leaking or talking about maybe putting it out there that they want to trade Justin at the Combine. Do you think that interview has to happen first? between him and Caleb? Does he need to get to know the man, as he says? You it's know, a great it's, question. It's a great question, and it's, it's too late in the show for us to have mentioned it, 100%. Like, if, if there is something that he learns in that interview that freaks him the hell out, then, you know, that's why he shouldn't make the trade until after the combine. And, and, and we'll see, but that 100% to me. I disagree. Because the, the interviews at the combine are short. The interviews at the combine are not the five-hour, get-to-know-you, we bring in, we go out to dinner, we do the private workout and all of that stuff. The reason why I – th I think what's happened is that he has probably convinced himself on tape that there's more than one quarterback that he would co feel comfortable with, that he would trade down to Washington or he'd trade down to New England. And if he got spooked by something with Caleb's character, and then he would say, I would take – Jaden Daniels. Because if you if it was like, I'm only willing to take Caleb Williams or Justin, then I think he needs to do the full interview and meet him and the character and all of that stuff. But my my guess is, based on how much th of this is out there right now about trading Justin, my guess is... Thank you to everybody who came out to the QB1 Town Hall. It's been a very enjoyable experience for us. I hope it has been for at least most of you. Really, really great idea from our guy Ryan Porth um, and much derided early on as an idea, but this ended up being really cool and really fun and it's caused the listeners who came and, um, and gave us their time and gave us their passion and frankly, their content. Yeah, no, absolutely. That you guys were absolutely fantastic. Give yourselves a round of applause. Seriously, Seriously you guys were fantastic. And that's what it's about, man. You're fantastic. Absolutely. We, uh, be best listeners in radio. You guys are absolutely amazing. And uh, thank you to Aurelio's Pizza. Joe Aurelio came through in a big way. Support people who support the show. We always mm -hmm. say that. So 65 years, the oldest pizza chain uh, here in Chicago, Aurelio's.com. You can si sign up for a shot to uh, go to a Hawks game with Jeremy Roenick. That's a pretty good deal. That is a pretty good deal. Thank you to Mark Grody and Olin Krutz. Olin Krutz. Who were our guests today. Thank you to Rich Wyatt for engineering and Tanny and Robbie Triano was helping, and Shane Reardon, our executive producer, was fantastic. Yes. Any other names? Kevin left? Lapka. Kevin Lapka. Rich doing, Wyatt. Yeah, I think I said Rich Wyatt. And also Rich Wyatt. Rich I Wyatt. Think. He did a great... Hey, how, round of applause for Rich Wyatt, Rich everybody. Rich Wyatt, everybody. Yeah. Um, and, you know, thanks to TLC for the inspiration. <laughs> I think no matter who the quarterback is, we don't want them to be no scrub. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Hey, how are you? This guy over here. Good to see you. Thanks uh, for coming. Yeah. Try the veal. It's on special. No, try the, try the Wagyu. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Spiegel, everybody. Oh, yeah. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.